You're listening to one of the sermons preached from Shalom Baptist Chapel, recorded at one of our worship services. With the new enhanced circuit breaker measures in Singapore, more businesses, work, schools, families, and lives have been further affected quite badly. Now it seems that increasingly the worry is not so much about being infected by COVID-19, but how to carry on with life like this for another extended period of time. And as all of us are affected in different ways, we have different things to worry about. And these worries, they are real, they are very real to each one of us, aren't they? Today in part two of our sermon series, Don't, we'll be talking about the subject of worry. And I'd like to begin by asking all of us a, a few questions about worry, because I want to set a perspective right from the onset. So are you ready? Here it goes. Who of you, by worrying, has added a single hour to your life? Who of you, by worrying, has reduced stress level, your stress level and your grocery bills? Who of you, by worrying, has helped you become better at work, school, and home? Who of you, by worrying, has improved your relationships with others? Finally, who of you, by worrying, has become happier and healthier? And the answer is, absolutely no one. No one. No one. And that is why, what Jesus said uh, more than 2,000 years ago makes perfect sense for us today. And this is what he said, do not worry. Jesus said, do not worry. Now, some of us may think that this is irrelevant for our situation today. Because Jesus spoke these words to a totally different group of people from different era. Now, that sounds quite convincing, but you'll be surprised to know that the group of people he said these words to were also in a similar, if not in a deeper or more worrying situation than us. Why do I say that? Well, I say that because this group of people, they were, they were taxed by an unjust government with no means of reform or protest. They were being led by hypocritical religious leaders who were sold out to 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 the Rome who, uh, their enemies and their land and their wealth were stolen from them with no hope of justice. Their children were being confronted and confused with the infusion of Roman and Greek cultures and values. And they felt abandoned by God because of the dire circumstances that they were constantly in. Oh, did I mention that they were poor as well? So yeah, this were the group of people Jesus said, do not worry. And here's a question that I think will make a difference for us. And that is this. On what basis, on what basis did Jesus say, do not worry to this group of people? Was it just a good idea to say that? What gave Jesus the confidence or should I say the audacity to tell this group of people not to worry when they really had a lot to worry about. And perhaps, and perhaps, 
knowing the basis or the reason why Jesus said do not worry to the very worried group of people can give us some encouragement, some hope for our own worrying situations. So let's find it out from Matthew, uh, one of the gospel writers who recorded for us the conversation that Jesus had with his group of people, this group of worried people. And this is what, or this is how, Jesus spoke. He said, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Now, these people were worried about whether or not they will have enough food, drinks, and clothes for their survival. And this may or may not be what we are worried about today or even for tomorrow. But we do have worries in different forms and shapes, don't we? For example, in light of COVID-19 situation, you may be worried about your job, right? You're worried if you can keep your job because you and your company are losing businesses, you are losing your clients, your projects, your deals, and so on. Or you may be worried about the extended period of staying at home. I mean, you're worried if you can continue to manage staying at home, if you can continue to keep your sanity staying at home to do your work and look after your family and your house. Because if you have young kids like me, you will understand what I'm saying. You know, right? Or you may be worried about your investments, your new opportunities to realize your goals and dreams in life. Or you may be worried about your health, both spiritual and physical, or the health of your loved ones. Or you may just be worried about yourself, worrying about everything and anything. And you know, the list can just go on and on and on. But what you and I worry about may be different. They may be different, but they are real. But Jesus, Jesus continued on and said this. I understand, but isn't life more important than food? Isn't life more important than your body? I mean, isn't your body more important than clothing? And then Jesus said, look at the birds. Look at the birds. What's your point, Jesus? And Jesus would say, here's my point. You see, the birds, they don't plant or harvest or store food in barns. For your heavenly Father is the one who feeds them. All right? Well, that's a good point. Well, and Jesus continues on to say, aren't you far more valuable than, to him than they are? To which I believe the followers of Jesus would say, amen. Yes, indeed we are. We are far more valuable than the birds, which God makes sure to feed them. But Jesus... But Jesus, what's so bad about worrying? I mean, it's only natural for us as human beings to worry about the things that needs to be worried. To which all of us today would say, yeah, exactly. What's so bad about worrying? And this is what Jesus said, and I believe this is what Jesus would say to us even today. Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? Which the answer is absolutely no. Absolutely no. They know. The people know. 
And then it's as if the people didn't get the point that Jesus was trying to bring across. So Jesus went on and said this, Why worry? And why do you worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. Same point with different illustration. Look at the lilies, right? They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And listen, if God cares, if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. And that is why Jesus had the audacity, Jesus had the confidence to say this, do not worry. Do not worry about these things. Do not worry about anything. Do not worry about what you will eat, what, what, what you will drink, what you will wear. Because these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. Now, when Jesus said unbelievers here, unbelievers does not necessarily mean non-Christians. I don't think so. It can be anyone. Anyone who does not believe or trust that God can help, that God can take care of our worries. And let's be honest. Even Christians sometimes do not believe and trust God. <laughs> they have more faith in what they can do for themselves than what God can do for them. Right? Well, Jesus continues and says, But your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. He already knows before you are worried about. And that is why He is God. He knows even before you know. God knows the things that you worry about. He's more aware than us because He's God. So going back to the question we asked earlier. On what basis did Jesus say, do not worry? What gave Jesus the confidence or the audacity to say to this group of people, do not worry, when they really had a lot to worry about? What do you think? Here's what I believe the answer is. Do not worry because God is faithful. Because God is faithful. Now why do I say that? Do you remember the point that Jesus kept repeating and repeating in his conversation with the people? Look at the birds, he said. Look at the birds. And of course, implying that you know, this verse, they don't do anything, but God is the one who feeds them. And Jesus said, aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Implying that if God can feed these birds, which are less valuable than you are, then God will surely feed you. And Jesus repeated the same point with another illustration, remember? Look at the what? Look at the lilies of the, of, uh, of the field. If God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, He will certainly, He will surely care for you as well. In other words, if God can be so diligent of all the you and I can be assured that God will take care of us even more. Because God is faithful. He 
is faithful. And this, listen, this was the main point of Jesus in his conversation with the people. It was not, do not worry. No, do not worry. No, that wasn't the main point of Jesus' teaching here in this passage. In fact, do not worry is the result, is the result of believing, is the result of knowing and believing that God really is faithful. That He is faithful enough to take care of the things you worry about. That God in His own character, in His own being, in His own nature is faithful towards His own creatures. That there is no single thing that you can worry about that He cannot take care about. That everything and anything you worry about can be eclipsed by the truth of His, by the reality of His faithfulness in our lives. So imagine, imagine if you and I start living life believing that. Imagine what that will do with your worries and with mine. But I should say this as well. I should say this as well. God is faithful. Yes, He is faithful. But that doesn't mean that your tomorrow will always be bright and sunny day. No, it doesn't mean that all the things that you worry about will be all right. No, nothing can be further from the truth. But what it does mean is this. Whether your tomorrow is bright and sunny day or a gloomy one. God is always there to provide you with His grace and peace. Yes, with His grace and peace. His grace to sustain you, to strengthen you. His grace to endure, to help you endure. His grace to give you wisdom and perspective about the things that you worry. And His peace, His peace to keep your heart and your mind calm. His peace to keep you in hopeful waiting. His peace to keep you trusting in God's unfailing faithfulness. And you know what? That is exactly what my family back in my hometown has been experiencing for many years. As most of you already know, I have two siblings with special needs. And even though my parents are getting old, their strengths are giving way. But they are still faithfully taking care of them. And I also have another brother who is, along with my parents, is faithfully taking care of, my, of our siblings. And I would say that my parents and my brother, they are my real heroes in life. Yes, they are. Especially my brother, because on top of this responsibility, he has one son with special needs himself. So yeah, that's, that's the life my family back in my hometown lives with. And you can obviously guess, yes, there's a lot of things to worry about. For example, worry about the daily challenges in taking care of the three of them. Worry about what will happen to our family, what will happen to our two siblings when our parents are no more. Because you see, it's not like Singapore where you have good government schemes and support systems. 
facilities, resources to take care of them. No, it's not like that. Over there, it's, you are on your own. You are left to your own miseries. So you see, there's a lot of real things for my, fa- for my family to worry about. Did we worry a lot? Oh yes, you bet we did. Especially my parents and my brother. We worried over many years. And even today, we still struggle. Even today, we still struggle. And we wrestle with it. But then here's the interesting, because at the same time, have experienced God's unfailing and amazing faithfulness in our lives, in the lives of our families. Not one time, two times, three times, not four times, five times, but countless times. So many times we have experienced, we have tasted God's faithfulness, His love, His care for us, for our family situations. Since young, I have witnessed that so many times. And it has been so many times, so much so, that now it would be foolishness to let the many worries of life discourage or demoralize us. It would be, it would be foolishness for now to let worries take control of our lives Or take control of our thoughts and actions, our behaviors, when God has been so amazingly faithful to our family all these years, both in good times and in bad times. What about you? What is your story of God's unfailing faithfulness in your life? Where have you witnessed? Where have you experienced God's faithfulness in your life or in the life, in the lives of your loved ones? Listen, can you, can you without a shadow of doubt say, God has been faithful to me? Without a shadow of doubt, can you confidently say that God has been faithful to me always in good times and bad times, irrespective of, irrespective of whatever the outcomes I faced, you faced in, in the things that you worried about? Can you? Can you? Because without a shadow of doubt, I can tell you that irrespective of whether or not you believe in God, He has been faithful to you. You may not be a Jesus follower. Or you may be a Jesus follower or struggling or it doesn't matter who you are. But I can assure you that God has been faithful to you. God has been faithful to everyone Beyond our wildest imagination. And here's why I believe that is true. Because God faithfully or sacrificially, if you'd like to, took care of one thing, which by far is the most worrying thing for human beings. And that is sin. Yes, your personal sin and mine. He took care of our sin by sending His Son, Jesus, to represent all of humanity and took the penalty that we deserve by dying on the cross, a criminal death. And then Jesus rose from the dead to prove that our sins have truly been taken care of. 
And now we need not worry anymore about the guilt, about the shame, about the penalty of sin in our lives. So listen, if God sacrificed His Son to take care of the greatest worry of humanity, then come on. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you believe. It doesn't matter what you don't believe. It doesn't matter what you have done. It doesn't matter what you have not done. If God has done to that extent to take care of us, then you can bet your life, you can bet your life to trust in this God, to take care of you, even when things don't turn up as you wish them to. You can bet your life, you can bang your life, really, to trust in this God to take care of you, because He is by nature, by character, faithful. And His unfailing, amazing faithfulness will lead you beyond your worries. So I'd like to say this to you on behalf of Jesus. Worry is a fact of life. Worry is a fact of life. I understand that. You will worry, yes. And I'm not, I'm not mad at you when you fall back and you let that worry. Because worry is just a fact of life. Here's what to you is. Worry of life have to be for you. It to be. Have to be a wife for you and for me. So, so next time when you are tempted, you struggle and you begin to worry about things, you can consider doing these three things. These three simple yet practical things. And I can guarantee you, I can tell you that it can significantly change the way you deal with your worries. And they are this. Re remind, recite, and receive. Remind, recite, and receive. When you begin to worry, remind yourself of God's faithfulness for you in the past. When you struggle with, with, with worries, with the things that you cannot do anything about. When you are wrestling with it, just pause and remind yourself when God was faithful in the past. Remind yourself and say, oh yes, three years ago, oh yes, five years ago, oh yes, that project, Oh yes, that accident. Oh yes, that bill. Oh yes, that relationship. Oh yes, that was the moment. That's when I, I experienced that was God's faithfulness. His faithfulness is real. Because I think you need and I need to, to be reminded that God's faithfulness is real. And so remind, remind yourself of God's faithfulness for you in the past when you struggle with worry. Second, recite. 
when you begin to worry, recite what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, verse 30. When you are gripped with worry, when you are uncertain about whether things can be can be made right, whether things can you can receive things, whether you can achieve, you're worried. Just pause again, just pause. Tell yourself, when I get worried, I need to pause. Okay? I think that's a good practical advice. When I when I worry about something and it's gripping my heart and my mind, I need to take time out and I need to pause and think about something. And in this instance, I need to just take a few seconds to recite what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, verse 30. So memorize this verse. Jesus said, If God cares so wonderfully for the wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, then He will certainly care for you. And this you is you. This you is me. If God, then He will. If God then He will. If God, then He will. Remind yourself, recite what Jesus has said. And finally, receive. Receive. When you remind yourself of God's faithfulness for you in the past, and then you recite what Jesus said in Matthew 6.30 to reassure of God's faithfulness for your tomorrow, then something will happen. Then something significant takes place. Then you will be able to receive God's grace and peace for the things you are worried about. The grace of God that will sustain you through your storm. The peace of God that will calm your heart and your mind even when you are in the midst of your storm. And that's what I pray for you and for me. To receive, to receive God's grace and God's peace for the things that naturally cause us to worry. So that, so that you and I, we will have the courage and confidence, or should I say, the audacity. That we will have the audacity to stop worrying and start worshipping. To stop worrying and start worshipping God for what He is going to do for us again. That's my prayer for you. That's my prayer for myself. Have a great week experiencing that for yourself and for your family. God bless you. Don't worry because God is faithful. Amen.